0: Digital Audio Health by Cymatrax. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you believe that there is more to life than what you see right now and you want to find out more, listen in as her guests share their journey and their extraordinary experiences.
1: Now, here is your host, Rhonda Grant. Welcome to The Rhonda Grant Show. Sometimes the universe has a way of placing people or obstacles in your path to help guide and direct you on your mission. Listen in as we discover the path my guest has traveled. Has she been inspired by a calling, crafted her journey, or a bit of both? I invite you to embrace the conversation and to use it to help you to recognize if this is happening in your life. Our guest today is Dr. Bridget Bokowski, Global and Personal Brand Identity Strategist. She is a visionary founder of Bridget Brands and a Distinguished Global and Personal Brand Identity Strategist. Bridget Boykowski is a sought-after authority who guides entrepreneurs and organizations towards their brand's radiant future? Her mission is to craft captivating brand identities that radiate beauty, brilliance, and authenticity, ultimately attracting the clients and recognition her clients truly deserve. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show, Bridget.
0: Thank you, Rhonda. Thank you for having me today. It's such a pleasure to be on
1: your show. Mm-hmm. We are going to have a wonderful journey together. Let the audience know where you grew up and a little bit about your background to get started.
0: Okay. I grew up in Europe, in the heart of Europe, to be specific. I'm from Austria, where I'm living at at the moment. But I, I have been traveling a lot during my life. Not so much during COVID, though, and afterwards, And, um, yeah, I'm a little bit south of Vienna in in kind of the rolling hills of the Mm -hmm. south of Vienna. So I like it very much here. It's nice, but I also love to travel. I have to say that. Yes. (laughs) And um, I do that because when I wrap up my life and give you a little bit about my background in a nutshell, Uh it was a very unconventional life, an unconventional journey. And uh-huh. a very dynamic journey. I fulfilled my child dream, childhood dream. I became a flight attendant and uh, I flew around the world, like five continents a month sometimes uh-huh. for five years, a little bit more than five years. It was in my early 20s uh-huh. and it was just a beautiful time. I've seen the world. I have learned what it means to create exceptional experiences as a host, Uh, making passengers feel safe, comfortable, and genuinely welcome so that they come back. (laughs) And um, yeah, as I said, it was beautiful. And I also had the opportunity to get to know the world, to travel the world, to see and indulge in different cultures and mentalities, see how other people, our other cultures, um, you know, reason life and how they live life. And um, that was really eye opening for me. And it made me a global person because it was not just, you know, a 24 hour layover or two days layover, I sometimes stayed 10 days in Bangkok, a week in Sydney, a week uh, on Jamaica, in Miami, in Los Angeles, Ceylon Island, and and so on and so on. So it was really uh, getting to know the local people as well and appreciating also that trips. Uh, But after a while, I felt not intellectually challenged anymore. I've reached the kind of glass ceiling a ceiling there was nothing I could you know progress and proceed my career and I I decided to become a student so there was kind of a a voice inside you have reached everything I was not really happy anymore and I felt there needs to be a change and I only can bring the change uh, from within and and doing something as a person on my side nothing else will change if I'm not going about for a change right So I changed and uh, I became a student and I studied business education and international marketing and management That was a beautiful time because I discovered that learning is a lifelong endeavor and it's also never too late to, to start studying, to acquire knowledge. Because I was 25 at that time. I was much older than everyone else. And there's a huge, let's say, not age difference, but a maturity difference between someone who is 18 and someone who is 25. But still, I'm I'm very glad I did. And uh it's it was about personal development and acquiring this new knowledge. And uh, taken another route. And I wanted to go back to the airline industry. But this time was a time of mergers and acquisitions. It was a very turbulent time for airlines. So they rather uh, fired than hired. So it was no going back for me at that time. And so I discovered different industries and felt into and worked in different industries. And I also figured out what I want and what I don't want. And -hmm. then I was asked to do my PhD. So I got uh, a position at the university again and went for my PhD in international marketing and management. And it is something that I really live. It's just being a global person. It's um, working with people from different parts of the world, having them in a classroom and passing on knowledge. So I've realized that my passion is passing on knowledge and creating a space where people feel welcomed, where people feel appreciated and being a really good host being a host on a plane, but also being a host in a lecture room. So I figured it is something that I have to give. This is welcoming people and making them feel home and also passing on something that is valuable to them. Yeah. And so I did my PhD and then I worked at the university in the United States for one school year and also In the last 23 years, I have been working at universities around the world in the subjects of international marketing and management, global branding, global brand management, global strategy, global consumer behavior, all these kind of things that kind of is its own own exclusive world, I would say. It's all about internationalization. Yeah but then I always wanted to go back to to the industry and work for a corporation at that time and so I worked with a real estate company who did a lot of that did a lot of developments in Eastern Europe and it was just before the financial crisis in 2008 and the, the company went bankrupt pretty much at the beginning of the crisis and there it was when I found myself losing my identity because what i did i identify myself very much with the job that i'm in with giving all of me giving my very best version and making everything happen that the company and i with the company is successful than everybody else so when the company went bankrupt i actually didn't exist anymore my identity disappeared as well in that sense so i figured it's really important not to be dependent on external factors external forces external sources so that everything that who i am actually comes from within and i discovered that this is about me as a person and was more and more thinking of what is my role here in life not really being dependent on on something else or on someone else. It's actually about me. And there was always like a wish lingering in the air. It was like, yeah, I wanted to become a flight attendant. I wanted to study. And then I went to conquer the corporate world. But I figured after a while, actually, there is something I want to do myself sooner or later on my own as a business owner, as an entrepreneur. So it was not really clear yet what it was, but I followed kind of an intuition. There was kind of an inner voice all the time. Yeah, when I'm not happy with something, I change. I do something else. I get out of my comfort zone. I'm trying to figure it out. And so I was kind of pushed here already when the company went bankrupt. Then the university asked me if I want to take on more teaching assignments. So I did. And then I got an eight-year temporary contract as a teaching professor that terminated in 2020. It was nice. I love being a teacher at the university and working with young people and shaping their minds, kind of, you know. But at the same time, I knew I'm not the traditional person, even though they would have prolonged, which politically is not possible here in Austria, or legally not possible. I didn't see myself at the university forever because there is no career path as a teaching professor you will do whatever you do for the rest of your life nothing is going to change and that's horrifying because I have a growth mindset I want to evolve and I want to learn so learning has been my constant yeah and um Yeah. And then in 2020, when my contract terminated, I was ready to start my business, to do workshops with companies, which I already did as a sideline. But then COVID rolled in and I could not continue the business model that I have established for my company Mm -hmm. anymore because it was not viable. So I had to completely pivot and figure out how will i survive as an entrepreneur going back to the university was for me a no go even though i still continued teaching on a sideline because they didn't have any substitute for me so i continued for a couple of semesters but that that was it i just didn't want to go back to you know a place where i could not continue to grow I, I felt like I completely was stifled. I just, it, I was limited in the way of how I wanted to go forward. And it's also a very traditional system. It's, I was trying, I molded myself into, into that because everyone told me, ah, oh, you have to be satisfied with what you have and, and why are you looking for something else? And this is all great, but it did not work for me. Yeah. And yeah. so- I really believe that if you're not finding the courage to change, that there is a higher force, that there is the universe, let's call it like that, nudging you towards where you have to go. And what I've realized when I waited too long, there was an outside force that was nudging me, that was pushing me to do. And I think that makes it then even more difficult to adapt. Because then it's not your inner being, your inner doing, and your decision, the decision is not in your hands anymore, it's out of of your control. And I like to have things under my control as much as I can, because I know there are situations that you do not have under control anyway yeah, so in a nutshell, this is my journey with lots of ups and downs and rejections and disappointments and my own inner struggle that I have. I can talk about that as well, but it was just you know a very unconventional route. It's a flight attendant and student and corporate and professor and corporate and student and then again and then professor and now business owner but, you know, this all these facets that um and life stages I went through at the end of the day make sense. It's like a parcel putting together. And now I understand I'm here for creating identities, creating exceptional experiences for others so that they can do the same.
1: Mm-hmm. You said something really interesting. I've heard it before and I have felt it. Is in one of your transitions, one of your earlier transitions, you said you lost your identity because you had attached the work to yourself. And, but I didn't. And when you talked about the rest of your journey, you didn't really reflect back onto that because it seemed to me that you changed who you were listening to and you started to recognize that a force bigger than you were was helping you in your next step. And uh, is that how you felt? And I mean, I think that the audience would also maybe like to know the struggles along the way. If you want to talk maybe about a couple of the struggles and how you overcome them. I mean, that's as important as the struggle itself, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean I was always searching, I was on the quest to discover what is what is my your mission, my my reason for being here on this earth. That was is really what I was looking for. Because there is this struggle within is the feeling or between the feeling forbidden to be and the burning desire to make a difference.
1: Mm, that beautiful. has become
0: beautiful. an inner conflict for myself, because I've never openly talked about that. But I've written a paragraph in the book, I was a, a co author in the "A significant women, a book that was um, published two years ago. And there were like significant women, 22 significant women all putting together their stories. And my pain now is my purpose. So My chapter is also about my pain became my purpose. Uh And when I was 17, I was almost killed by a serial killer who strangled girls in staircases.
1: Mm.
0: And I escaped. And for me, that was, of course, you will always deal with that throughout your life. And uh, for me, it was like, I'm not allowed to live but i am a very passionate person i love to to bring about a change i love to inspire people and to be first trying out something you know and then on the other side it's like stop that you are not allowed to be here anyway and then you know and then during your different Life faces and in different stages of your life, then you hear you are just second class. Yeah. Mm. Or this is nothing for you because it's not for you. And I was grown up also being conditioned to obey because others know better. Yeah. Mm. And it's what you have to say is not worth it anyway. So that's, it's like, why is it not worth? And I was always questioning myself. And then when I got these rejections, oh, it's because I'm not allowed to be here anyway. So that's why I'm always we're questioning my my purpose in this life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and is there even a purpose? And, but yeah, you, you kind of navigate through life and, and try this out, that out. And when I felt I lost my identity at that job, it became very clear that I have it in my hands and that I can make the decisions and I should never attach myself so strongly with with something else, with another identity, that I have to find my joy within myself first. And that makes me stronger, that makes me more powerful, that makes me uh, owning it. And that was also at uh, the first glimpse of actually I want to come become my own boss. And now turning around this incident, what happened is actually I survived because I have something to give. Yes. I can be a role model for others who might have gone through something like that before as well. Maybe sickness, yeah? you you know, maybe you need, you will die in the doctors give you only another year to live. This is also something very significant. Yeah. And so, yeah, now I'm here, <laughs> I'm owning it and I'm allowing myself to be, I think that is also a journey to allow yourself to be that it is okay. And then it is okay the way you are and not trying to be someone because others tell you you have to. That's why I didn't like to continue my work at the university as well, because it's really a very traditional system. You have to fit in. And I was always very exotic with the way of how I am, how I dress, how I dress students. You know, it was just very often very casual, but at the same time, very much with boundaries. And I I demanded a lot as well, but I can be nice and still demanding a lot. Right. But Mm -hmm. anyway, so that is something I always had this struggle and that resulted in, I need another qualification because I have to make sure people take me seriously. Uh, Also as a woman, As a woman in different industries, uh, let's say in the financial industries or in the real estate development where I was, I always had to work so much harder than like my male counterparts, I would say, or others. Yeah, so struggling with imposter as well. That is something that I had to learn to deal with. Do you mean
1: the imposter syndrome? is that what you are referring to? Exactly. Yes. Yes. Talk about that. I mean, maybe this is the first time that people are hearing that word.
0: Yeah. It's like, you always feel like, even though you have all the qualification to do a job and to do this and that, you feel like you're not doing it good enough. You feel like people can see through you because you're insecure you're lacking your self-worth and you are and then whatever is missing to show up as 100 percent your true self that you are in your best possible version and that you believe that it's just it's very hard it's it's like you always think like you you are fake. It's, it's not true. And why should people believe you? Because how can people believe you when you're not believing in yourself? Yes. Yeah. And I think it's important that because we always compare ourselves with others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we see, okay, they do this better, that better, or they are so much further and because they are much further in their journey, but you you're gonna get there as well when you are starting out. And that it's you also have to look back of where you're coming from, and, and that you are making huge progress over the years. And you cannot compare Apple with Pierce. It's just impossible. Those are two different things, right? So I think we should be also proud of ourselves of how far we have come, be grateful to ourselves Mm -hmm. and also the others that helped you on the way to get there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and then of course, then you have people who help you deal with it. And then I had also a, a growth mindset coach who helped me to work on that. Mm -hmm. And it's working good. You get the tools and you do your affirmations and you do your meditation and you bounce back from from setbacks or from rejections much quicker. And what I truly believe is that when this happens, there is a reason for it and it's good for you. Uh, It happens for you for a reason that something does not work out. We just have to look at it and trying to understand. Sometimes we don't find the answers right now, but but they are coming. I truly believe that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. And I mean, when we have setbacks, we sort of go into ourselves more. And, you know, you really have to have uh, some tools set in place to help you overcome that situation, because it's really hard to see on the other side of growth, when you're in the growth. And so one of the things that some people do, and I don't know if you've done this or not, is to journal each day, your progress as a human being, and what's happened. And, and as you develop your commitment to journaling, you're going to reveal yourself to yourself and lay down some skills that you can go back and use at another time. There's uh, many things that you've said that I could really, I really want to expand on. But one of the things is you just seem to have made the transition from the corporate world to an entrepreneur, like you were just able to do that. And that frightens the heck out of people, because when you're getting a paycheck every week or every other week or once a month, that's not happening when you become an entrepreneur. So you're taking a really big risk And so where in yourself did you find the place that you needed to reach in order to have the confidence in yourself to go into this type of business? Because there's a lot of people who are wanting to know, like, how do you just do that?
0: Yeah, I mean, first of all, I did not like the situation anymore. I just cannot imagine going back to a paid job anymore and being an employee. I just don't want that. And there is no other way than pushing through that. There is no other way. And as I said, I've had this longing and this dream for so long to start my own thing. And because I know the way how I am and what I can do and my my capabilities, my experience and everything is that it just made me so strong to, to do that mm-hmm. and Just to focus on and pushing through. And when I set my mind to something, I'm 100% committed, no matter what. If I have to sell the car, then I have to sell the car. If I have to sell this, then I'm going to sell this. If I have to dissolve a fund in my bank account, then it shall be. So I am ready to make all these steps or sacrifices just to reach that goal. And there is also this inner voice that tells me you have to continue. There is something. And you also need your an environment or a community that is supporting you. At the beginning, I had a little hard time with, I would say, my parents as well, because they don't know a life as an entrepreneur, they are afraid their daughter is going to go bankrupt. And, you know, she was a flight attendant. And, oh my God, she was a professor and all of that, you know, and they cannot really grasp that. Mm -hmm. And suddenly (laughs) she's quitting her job or is not continuing this journey. And how can you do that? And I was like, I have to do it. I don't know, but I have to do it. It's this inner calling, (laughs) it is, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they see you struggling and then they see you going through this emotional roller coaster, right yeah. And I know all this limiting the fe- fears that we have, limiting the leaves and all the fears that we have. But this is just very normal. And everyone who is thinking about that, letting go of a job and really starting and committing yourself 100% to to your own business, I just want to tell them, don't worry. He, 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 this is very normal. And that's why I say that this is, it's all about mindset at the beginning when you start your entrepreneurial journey. You have to push through that fear. You have to make yourself comfortable in the unknown, in the mm-hmm. uncomfortable. You need to go out of your comfort zone. That is part of it. You're, you're constantly living out there because you're confronted with situations you have never been before. Unless you have seen it with your parents or, you know, friends and so on who Mm -hmm. give you advice. But that is important. And also the community that is like-minded. People that are on the same journey. If you talk to to people who are employed, will not be able to give you the right answers that you need. You need to be surrounded by people who are feeling the same thing. Uh, who are going through the same travels, but through the same choice, you can celebrate your wins with, but they also have your back when you are doubting and you're not seeing the light at the end of the tunnel anymore because they do. They believe in you truly. So you need to have these people around you to support you. And I also now have my parents that are supporting me or my family that is, family that is supporting me. This is really important because if someone tells you, hey, you're gonna make it, this is going to be fine. You, you just feel differently.
1: Yes, and you made a very important point there, is some people will ask their friends, are people who would never become an entrepreneur. And those are the people that are afraid and would never do it in the whole wide world. So those are not the people you need to ask for help and direction. And what should I do? You really need to develop a support system that's going to... Go ahead. They are holding you back. Never ask them because you will stay
0: where they are and you have to, to... First of all, figure out who you are. Are you someone who wants to stay committed to a job you have been doing for 25, 30 years? I have, I know people in the airline, they still do it. They're still happy flying around and it's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Flying around. (laughs) Yeah. It's flying around, right? Yes. It's okay. It's totally okay. Every every lifestyle is okay, Uh but it has to, it has to feel good and feel right. For me, it was not. I was like, Oh, this is done great. I have done this. Now what's next?
1: Yes. I mean, you're jumping in with both feet, for sure. And, you know, and the thing is, is that you're not looking back regretting that you didn't do something that you you knew that you should have done, but you just didn't have the confidence, you didn't have the support. And and that I think is uh, we're starting to grow out of our the background that our parents uh, lived, where you get a job, you work at it every day until retirement, then you collect a, your paycheck from the company that you worked for. But the thing is, you left so much of your life that could have been yeah. not self actualizing, and we as women in today's world have an opportunity to do what our parents may not have been able to do that our mothers and our grandmothers certainly were not able to do. And so I really admire the women who have just taken their life into their own hands and created so many beautiful positions that is helping other women's with their journey, you're almost putting a hand back and saying, come this way. Right. And talk about the tools that you have and what you teach in order to support women or, or gentlemen as well with their journey.
0: Yeah. So I help those who are embarking, who come from either academia or from corporate but also those who have been an entrepreneur for one or two years, like newly minted entrepreneurs, but also seasoned entrepreneurs. And they help them with their branding yes. um, because it's important in order to stick out, in order to be significant, in order to uh, be distinctive in the market, to have a brand. Yeah, You want to... Bring about a change. You want to be at your best and you want to show it, right? And so there is a three-step branding blueprint and an entrepreneurial branding blueprint that I have come up with, with all my experience that I have and scientifically proven models that I draw on. Of course, from my time as an uh, academic, and I think it's important to use this scientifically proven uh, frameworks because it's the fundament I base everything on. Of course, the, the experience comes on top of that. And also my personality to support mm-hmm. the people the way that how I am. But you're not just trying to create something because it's fun. Yeah, There is something that has real weight that, is, that there is a foundation for that. So, in my opinion, branding starts with mindset. It starts much earlier than creating a logo or a name. It really starts with the mindset shift from an employee to an entrepreneur. So you're cultivating the right mindset and a clear and positive mindset and mindset that you can do it. It's pushing past these limitations and the fear. And then also, Having a vision, a mission, your big why, why you're doing all of that. And where do you want to go? What is the legacy behind uh, that, that you want to leave behind? Mm-hmm. And the values that you make your decision upon. So that is crucial. So that is the first step that every entrepreneur has to go. And the questions they have to answer themselves. It's all about mindset. It's crafting a mission statement. It's developing a compelling vision for your brand. And then the values that serve you as the foundation upon you build your brand identity. And then the next phase would be building your personal brand identity. As you dive deep into who you are as a person, as an entrepreneur in the here Mm -hmm. and now, you do a situation analysis. I like to say that because now you're a different person than you were before, but you're still different than you, what you want to become. So you need to do a reality check at the moment. Yeah. Who is the persona? Who are you? You have to go very, very, very deep. So you're creating a persona map. You also get feedback from others. And then what is your role? What is your standards? What is your style every day that when you're interacting with people? So you're going on a discovery mission. And once that is defined, Mm -hmm. then the next step is, okay, how do I build a company brand identity around who I am? Mm -hmm. Because behind all of the brands, no matter whether it's a corporate brand like Nike or any other company brand, it's all about the people behind that. It's all about their what they bring to the table every day. How do and when do they when are they at best? Yeah. So it, it's humanizing brands. it's yes. the Behind it and brands in the collective, you want to make others feel something. That's our goal. Yeah. So a brand stands for something. I could ask you, what do you feel when you hear Apple? When you hear certain marketers' brands, how do you feel? How do you feel hearing it or consuming it or doing it? When was the last time you flew with, with an airline? How did you feel traveling with that airline? Did you feel appreciated? Did you feel safe? Does it make your heart warm? Is there a sun shining inside? Yeah, what is going on? Yeah, So it's all about how you want to make someone feel as a brand, as a person, as an entrepreneur. You are the face of your company. So how do mm-hmm. you make others feel in the capacity of an entrepreneur with your products and services and experiences that you're offering? So what is your company brand identity? And then who is your ideal client that resonates, that is attracted by you, who feels uh, something positive about you, who wants to purchase from you, who wants to invest in you and then, of course, in themselves, right? Um, That is very critical. That is also part of my program. It has very much to do something with how we project ourselves to the world? How do you want others to perceive you? How does how does that go together? That needs to be aligned. Otherwise you will not make a business. And then how do you position yourselves not only towards your customers, but who is your direct and indirect competitor out there? How do you differentiate yourself? How are you distinctive, unique, and breaking through the clutter because there's so much out there people can freely choose yeah and then Mm -hmm. it's already an art to be in the consideration set of a customer but then making you stick out and making them pick you and repeatedly pick you and not even thinking about a competitor's brand they stick with you they are in your kind of brand journey. They, they always want to come back. Yeah, so you have them uh, as as true loyal customers. Mm-hmm. And, and this is what I help entrepreneurs do. It's mm-hmm. guiding them, um, setting up their branding or giving them a revamp. I also had a client who has had, he's she's successful in her business for 40 years almost. But she said, now I want to really know it. So what is behind all of that? Let's work together and see that. And what are, what is the meaning of my core values at the moment? And how should we uh, visualize that? Yeah, so that everyone is reminded about it every day. And how can we action upon them every day? And because when you have a certain set of values, it's not just written somewhere, you're basing your decision on that. You Mm -hmm. are creating your experiences for your clients based on your value set, based on the shared values that makes your company's culture that has to be communicated to your clients and to all of the stakeholders out there. And that is when you live it, and especially in the service sector, yeah? when you have people working, like in Starbucks, the baristas, when you have people working in the airline, when you have people working uh, in the retail, they mm-hmm. you are know, representing the company, and very often they are not even really aware of that. Yeah, so it is about yeah making customers feel, and that's what I help them achieve.
1: Wonderful. You're listening to the Rhonda Grant show right now, whose podcast has been treated with digital audio health by my sponsor, Syma And today, our beautiful and very informed guest is Brigitte Bukowski. And let the audience know how they may reach out to you to find out more about this wonderful program that you have. All right. So I have a website. Uh, it's bridgetbrains.com
0: and I'm very, very active on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. so you will find me there under my name i'm also active on twitter and instagram but i'm also on facebook but my preferred social media platform is linkedin send me a message let's connect let's hop on a free 20 uh, minute call and and chat and see how we how how we can work together or how we can help each other
1: let's do that yes <laughs> do you feel that you've been called to the mission that you're on?
0: I think so. I mean that's a very profound question and it is <laughs> it's not just things so I can confidently say that in retrospect now because now everything makes sense it definitely is a calling because as I said before, it's just something inside that is speaking to me it's either close to my heart or it's somewhere in my head it's there is like, I'm pushed to something. It's like I hear something on radio or I get in touch with certain people or it's just a feeling that is there that something yes, is yes. not quite okay with regards to a certain topic I'm thinking about or I was dreaming about something. So there are messages coming that I am not ignoring because if you ignore, mm-hmm. it's becoming really difficult So for me, this is something I always pick up and I look into. So it's also for me now, everything now makes sense. The time as a flight attendant, you know, then the Mm -hmm. time as a student, the time in corporate, what worked, what did not work, what came easy. And very often, sure, also the difficult things, the roadblocks, the suggestions, the challenges. These are gifts in disguise, I think, because they they show you a way. If it's not working, it's not just something, okay, we don't look at it anymore. But there is something in it that tells you, hey, you got to learn from that. There is something so valuable for you Mm -hmm. um, that is integral for your future journey. So we are asked to look at it and take it and integrate it into our life because it helps us to elevate, to leap forward. And I had a lot of learnings from all these happenings. Sometimes we don't get it right because we don't understand how to handle it, what to do with it. But Mm -hmm. it's over time, it's going to, it becomes very clear what it is about. And for me, it is I love to be alone and spend time by myself, but at the same time, I need this interaction with people and helping people, supporting people in the form that I do. I help them really transform their desires, their passion, their pain also in something that becomes a purpose and then kind of putting that into an identity and brand whether it's executive presence within uh, a company, whether it's an entrepreneurial brand, whether it's product services, experiences, everything is an identity. So that's what I help them to achieve yeah, so that they can be in their best possible version. And I think everything comes from the inside out. Yeah, And for me, it's I have three values that are very, I don't know, not very common. The third one is mo- most common. commonizing thing. But for me, the first one is beauty. The second is brilliance. And the third one is passion. Mm. And beauty and brilliance, maybe because as a flight attendant, everything had to be perfect. You had to be beautiful. You have to, you know, and the brilliant atmosphere and everything. And now there is a different meaning attached to that. It goes more inwards. It's because... Every entrepreneur has some, something to give. Every personal brand within a company has something beautiful to give and they're brilliance. There's everything there is beauty and brilliance. We just need to find it and then do something with it. And the third one was passion. So I'm very yes. passionate in
1: what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What extraordinary discovery have you found in your life?
0: Yeah, that I'm worth
1: living. Mm-hmm. I think that
0: is for, for others, maybe just something very normal. But for me, it's extraordinary to be alive, especially when mm-hmm. happened.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then it turned out like this. It was not easy. The whole journey was like, okay, the door is closing here. The door is closing there. So, and where am I? Should I not be here or what's going on here? But I think I found my way and that's extraordinary. That's a gift. And I I use it.
1: (laughs) It sure is. And I think, you know, you've really hit something uh, really tender here, is that people who have had near-death experiences, huge setbacks with health or with trauma in their life, when they have found their path, and they are listening to their intuition, because by goodness, if you don't, it's going to come around and you're going to say, I wish I would have listened to that. I miss that opportunity. I think that the passion that you talk about is that we turn that setback into a passion because we have a chance. We have another chance. We've been given. We've been graced. And Even though we may have an imposter syndrome, we really are acting out our true, the true essence of who we really are. So I thank you very much for being vulnerable and letting people know that because there's people that may not realize that a setback is their launching pad to go forward.
0: Yeah, it's a launching pad and I never want to regret anything. And this is it, what you said. Mm -hmm. Uh, You don't want to arrive at a certain age and say, oh my, I should have done that. If Mm -hmm. I had, if I had done this, if I were more courageous, why didn't I do it? Mm -hmm. I don't want to go there. This is this life and I want to try at least. Mm -hmm. And I think if we are following our instinct, our passion, there is nothing wrong with it. There's always this helpers on the way they come into your life. And if it may just be that specific situation they were are helping you with, but everyone has a purpose. It's, it sounds weird, but it is like that. Everyone has a reason to be in your life.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: we have to be, we have to take it. We have to, to allow ourselves to be helped. And there's really nothing wrong with it. It's We should, just need to be, grateful for what life is offering us
1: mm-hmm.
0: and coming back to what you mentioned before with the journaling i do my journaling every day in the in the evening 7 yes. o'clock as the reminder and yes. i do it and it's so beautiful to be thankful for what you have achieved then sometimes also thankful for what is coming it's not there but having the possibility and the ambition to really make my do my best Mm -hmm. And then also thanking those people where there is a little conflict, yeah, because they're showing you something. So there are different facets of being grateful for in this gratitude Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. And so thank you for reiterating that because, also in the journaling you can also be grateful uh, have it as part of being grateful that you just talked about because what you think about and think about you bring about i'm not sure of the person who said that but it's so true and thinking is the most important thing because it needs to be positive and not negative and so It's been such a pleasure to have you on this show. It's been so exciting listening to you and your adventure, your journey to your greatness. I love it. I wish all women could have that passion and that knowingness of where they're going and also the surrender that you have done along the way that this is your path and you just jumped in and worked and did it because this takes a lot of work it's not like it happened overnight because you got the message right so thank you so much for being on the show Bridget and I look forward to keeping in contact with you Thank you so much,
0: Rhonda. It was a pleasure being here with you, talking about my journey. <laughs> yes,
1: it's beautiful. Thank you so much. The theme song for the Rhonda Grant Show is Sun on the Water, composed and performed by my friend John Park Wheeler. This is Rhonda Grant with the Rhonda Grant Show, author of Magical Forces Within Extraordinary Discoveries in an Ordinary Life, inviting you to look for the magical forces within yourself today and every day.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you would like to find out more information about Rhonda and her upcoming guests and the work that she does, go to her website, rondagrantauthor.com. That's rondagrantauthor.com.
1: Digital Audio Health by
0: Simatrax.